0: Tyler?
1: Yeah, Emma? Um,
0: you seem nervous. Me?
1: No, not at all.
0: Really? You said you were going to play the clarinet for the podcast today, and I haven't heard it yet.
1: Um, actually, yeah, Emma. I play a saxophone, and the way you play the two instruments is completely different from one another.
0: Hey, Tyler, you don't have to be so condescending. I also played saxophone, and I know that that is a clarinet that you're holding. Okay,
1: well, uh, yeah, uh, oh, 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 uh, I- uh, Spit it <laughs> out, bitch! What
0: if people don't like my
1: clarinetting?
0: Tyler, people are listening to the podcast you created, so. I'm sure they would be happy to listen to your clarinetting.
1: I mean, if only the embouchure wasn't so different, I might be able to do it successfully.
0: Well, this is going nowhere, and it's a stupid cold open. Okay,
1: you're so right, but we needed a cold open.
0: (laughs) I'm Emma Meyer.
1: And I'm Tyler Strandberg.
0: And you're listening to Keyframe Reframe.
1: On this podcast, we watch the Cartoon Network show Over the Garden Wall and analyze the plot, themes, and characters. At
0: the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was and give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10.
1: You're listening to Keyframe Reframe. Emma, I feel like this is the episode where everything kind of, like, takes a shift, you know?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's like things start connecting. The drama sets Mm -hmm. in. It remains whimsical and fun, but we start to see... An even darker side to the unknown.
1: Mm -hmm. (gasps) Ooh. uh, It's just very, I love, it's, uh, we'll be talking about that. That's part (laughs) of what makes it interesting. And today, it is the sixth episode that we are focusing on, which is titled Lullaby in Frogland.
0: Wirt, Greg, Beatrice, and Greg's frogs sneak aboard the ferry, which is filled with clothed frogs. They disguise themselves as members of the ferry's band, which soon starts performing. When they arrive at their destination, Beatrice, who had been acting strangely throughout the ferry ride, tries to convince them to stay in the unknown and not to visit Adelaide. That night, Beatrice flies away and is unknowingly followed by Wirt and Greg to Adelaide's house. Beatrice had originally planned to give them both to Adelaide as slaves in exchange for a pair of scissors that would lift the curse off herself and her family. But... She had a change of heart as she grew attached to the brothers. Adelaide attempts to capture Wirt and Greg, but is killed by Beatrice. Beatrice attempts to explain the situation, but Wirt, hurt by her betrayal, runs away with Greg.
1: The episode premiered on Cartoon Network on November 5th, 2014, and was written by Bert Ewan and Nick Edwards. Let's just start. Yeah, let's start with some of the this little fun This episode
0: has everything it in There's it. There's so
1: much going on in this episode. Character
0: development, betrayal, amazing frog costumes. Top
1: 10 anime betrayals. You
0: said you weren't going to make that joke. I
1: didn't make it in the cold open, but I can make <laughs> it here.
0: It's in the body. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Watch Mojo. <laughs> okay, so some fun things to know. Adelaide, in this episode, is revealed to be a servant of the Beast. <gasps> Gas.
0: Actually, that is bonkers. Um, Also, the title, Lullaby in Frogland, is a reference to the jazz standard, Lullaby in Birdland.
1: I played that song in high school. You know,
0: I was going to say, before we started recording, we were talking about the respective band camps we went to. Mm -hmm. You went to marching band camp. Mm -hmm. I went to, uh, wait for it, everyone, sleep (laughs) away jazz camp. Yeah. Um, But but I was also in a jazz choir. What?
1: You were in a jazz choir, (laughs) too? Yeah, and
0: we sang this song. Oh,
1: no way. Yeah. I was in a jazz choir as well. We did this song as a combination with jazz choir and jazz band. You know,
0: Tyler, I I was in the
1: second jazz band, though, so I sang in the choir because I was in, like, the varsity jazz choir or whatever. You know,
0: Tyler, I love that each and every day we find more dimension to our friendship.
1: We, (laughs) (laughs) Emma, because we both played saxophone in high school as (laughs) well. God, I'm actually kind of upset about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the name of the fairy is McLaughlin Brothers Fairy, referencing the McLaughlin brothers who published numerous children's books between 1828 and 1920.
0: The frogs and the fairy may also be inspired by *The Wind in the Willows*, which is a book about 19th-century anthropomorphized animals.
1: At the opening song of the first episode, the boat seen being released by the two boys is the ferry on which the frogs are riding.
0: I just have to step back and say we are going to do an episode talking about the introduction or we'll spend some time talking about yeah. it on the whole. The one thing I don't know is who the two boys are.
1: I don't either. And
0: maybe it doesn't matter.
1: I'm thinking like Wirt and Greg are also humans and like right. why are they on the same boat with
0: Unless frogs, they're like- giant children. <laughs> releasing a normal-sized boat, which would be fine. That's just like the only, you know, in the introduction, that's the only one where I'm just like, I can't figure out who those two boys are, Mm -hmm. if they are anyone.
1: No, I mean, everything else seems to make sense, but this is the only one where it's like... Oddly placed. I just but yeah. Get ready for our series wrap-up. That's going to be a long, time. <laughs> we'll have more time. wild
0: conversations where we actually know the answers yeah. to things.
1: <laughs> we can actually explain things instead of being be, cryptic. What
0: about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and remember this. <laughs> I don't get it. No, we know. <laughs>
0: yeah. At the end of this chapter, Beatrice tells Worth that he should stay in the unknown, which contradicts her statement in Hard Times at the Huskin Bee when she says that both of the brothers cannot stay in the unknown.
1: Yeah, this is kind of interesting to me, actually.
0: It's like she cares about
1: them. So, obviously we know that Beatrice wants them to stay in the unknown and not go to Adelaide's because she's using Adelaide as a cover to, like, get them home. Mm -hmm. And she knows that Adelaide is not actually going to send them home. So she's just, she's saying, like, stay in the unknown as a way of saying, like, we're not going to Adelaide's anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? But, like, she says in the second episode that they can't stay in the unknown. Mm -hmm. Why is that, do you
0: think? I think it's because it was part of the incentive for them Them to to go see Adelaide.
1: Oh, interesting. But I
0: also think, you know, of course, aside from, like, you shouldn't go home because we shouldn't see Adelaide because she's going to kill you or, like, make you a child servant, mm-hmm. but also I think Beatrice has grown close enough with the boys that they actually have, like, a friendship, mm-hmm. and so maybe too. Beatrice just wants them to stick around for, like, a friendship. Oh, But I also think it's funny because I think Beatrice knows how dangerous the unknown is mm-hmm. for the boys, mm-hmm. and yet she still shows kind of how selfish she can be. Yeah, like, why— Even in pursuit of trying to save the boys. Yeah,
1: like— that's really interesting.
0: I think what you had to say is really interesting.
1: I'm obsessed with that. Ah. Well, actually, I mean, this whole episode, I think, really just kind of centers around not only Beatrice and Wirt's relationship, but, well, not Beatrice and Worth, Beatrice and the, the, the two boys, sure. you know. Um, but also kind of like this whole progression of like where they've all gone through. And I think, like we talked about this a little bit right before we read the plot synopsis, but this is this whole... Growing evolution of like mm-hmm. characters and mm-hmm. like it changes the series and we see like the boys go on like this journey um, mm-hmm. from where they started to here
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was like the theme that I picked out to talk about today. Oh yeah, um, and I I mean like so politely or more con God condensing what I was saying <laughs> in a simpler terms. Don't be rude to me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. To be, like, more structured throughout the series so far. where and Greg have been on their way to Adelaide's with Wehaster, right? So that she can send them home. And this hopefully will give them answers about where they are, how they got Mm -hmm. there. But this also seems to be, like, the final step of their journey, you know? They have this goal that they're trying to reach, and, like, Adelaide's, like, the end, you know? Adelaide Mm -hmm. is where we are going, and then we can get sent home, and then we will be out of this mess, you know? Mm -hmm. Um No. Yeah,
0: but problems arise.
1: Problems just keep popping up, do they? (laughs) Don't they? Don't they just keep arising?
0: (laughs) Insert the Adelaide Parade song, whatever it's called. To
1: Adelaide. Yeah. To Adelaide. Come on and join the Adelaide Parade. God.
0: That song does play in my head whenever I walk anywhere
1: elijah woods laugh at the end of that song lives in my head (laughs) rent-free it's just so
0: it's your only laugh track
1: yes it's just it's it's a very feel-good laugh especially (laughs) because in lord of the rings he never really laughs he's always just kind of like mordor (laughs) it's like buddy it's okay just smile (laughs) (laughs) love it
0: I mean, but also at this point, we know as viewers that this can't be the end, right? Mm-hmm. We know that there will be more. We are hung in suspense at this moment because we're watching this on HBO. We know that there are four more episodes or Hulu. Or Hulu, you're right, you're mm-hmm. right. That it's was available really, on both. I was going to say that was elitist of me to say yeah, that everyone seriously? is. <laughs> <I'm> HBO totally-
1: <laughs> that fifteen ninety nine per month subscription compared to the Hulu five ninety nine. Wow, Emma. <laughs> I can't believe you. You can bundle it with Disney Plus even.
0: <laughs> Is this a commercial? This, I wish this was sponsored by Hulu. But I am anyway. actually
1: getting spanked by Disney right now unless <gasps> I don't include that sponsorship that I have to shove in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as we talked about earlier, Beatrice has been hinting at the fact that she doesn't want Wharton and Greg to go to Adelaide's since the last episode, indicating there could be trouble in store for them but it's not what Beatrice has presented it to be. What
1: a nice way to spend our last day, going to Adelaide's house. Our journey is finally over. Pretty soon, I'll be back home. I won't have to worry about that woodsman or that beast or whatever, and you won't have to put up with us anymore. But you're pretty happy, huh, Beatrice? Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. You all right? You sound uncharacteristically wistful. What? Sorry, just thinking. The best part is, we're still on track to get to Adelaide's. Yep, that's great. You don't seem thrilled. Well, I just, I don't want you to, never
0: mind, never mind. Sad. <laughs> it is sad, because they're right back to where they started. I
1: know, I mean, like, Wert and Greg had this whole thing about going to Adelaide's, and like, they get there, and then they're just, they're more lost. I mean, you could say they're arguably in a worse position, um, because they have gone so far, mm-hmm. and they made connections, and they've grown as people, and now they're just... Lost again, you know. They have no sense of where to go, no sense of what to do, and they lost one of their friends. It's like kind of worse than at the beginning of the series. You know, totally, totally. at the beginning, at least they were just aimlessly wandering. Yeah. Where now it's like, okay, we've come this far, and it's a, well, good, it's a good midpoint. Midpoint. <laughs> Mid- <laughs> I know my literature nice. three act structure. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Well, let's dive deeper into kind of the character development that we start to see in this and also just talk about interesting characters that pop Mm -hmm. up, period. Yes. Um, This episode marks the second time that Wirt is forced to publicly perform.
1: Which, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. I know,
0: I know. Um, And of course, under pressure, he's nervous to do it
1: yeah, I mean, we've talked about how War has anxiety., um, but we continue to like draw the connections that were is actually a competent and like successful in the things that he does.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's nervous. He thinks he's not good enough because he's approximately fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. But when he starts playing, he blends in with the band so seamlessly that the soon was essential. yes.
1: I mean, like, it kind of was. It Like, when you think of that song, I think of, like, the bassoon, mm-hmm. like, guiding the melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he even claims that no one really wants to listen to him. No, Greg's right. You should play it. Go ahead. You'll do fine. You play instruments, right? The bassoon and clarinet are way different. I don't have the embouchure for bassoon. I mean, the lower and middle ranges have some similarities in terms Word, of— you can do it. Seriously, nobody wants to hear me play. I do.
0: I do. <sighs> However, once Wirt stops playing, the other frogs begin to grow angry. Also, doesn't Greg's frog, who I think at this point is named George George Washington's, also stop singing? Yes. Like, he loses his voice.
1: Yes, he does. Aww. So, he stands up. It's revealed that the boys are underneath and that George Washington is naked. And (laughs) then the frog police are going to, like, arrest them. Mm -hmm. And, like, the other frogs, like, get mad. Yeah, right. (laughs) So...
0: Um, but all of this is just to say, it shows that people enjoy Word's presence and his talents, and uh, he needs to be nice to himself. Yeah,
1: Word just needs to—he needs a little bit more self-confidence.
0: Remember earlier in episodes when I was just like, I think Word is annoying because he's not <laughs> confident? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. You're so mean. I Well, no, but—
1: <laughs> I mean— <laughs> I'm not mean. No, uh, I would never.
0: I'm not I'm saying not a that in person. the Over the Garden Wall universe, I would be like the mean people by the bleachers in one of the last Look, episodes.
1: Look, in the but- Over the Garden Wall universe, I would probably haze worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hazing is bad for legal reasons.
0: Boom. Well, speaking of mean people, let's talk about Beatrice. Oh my
1: God. Yes. God. I mean, like, she, she's been turning it around, right? Mm-hmm. But like in this episode, we do find out these ulterior motives that she's had and why she wanted the boys to follow her and why she used the guys to help them, manipulating them to follow her to Adelaide so that she can be returned to a human, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. we found out she was human in the last episode.
0: Right, right. And um, I think I have also said that I didn't like Beatrice in the
1: past. Yeah. No, we talked about this in episode two when we focused on her because right. I didn't like her in that right. episode either. And
0: then I think in the last episode, I said she was my favorite. Yes. So, yeah, she's growing on me, Um. right? But, like, she has presented this very hard exterior where she has been straight-up mean. But, of course, as she gets closer to the brothers, especially Greg, our sunshine child, <laughs> and starts to hear more about Wurt's story, she opens up, she finds love, and she's trying to save the boys from what she has walked them into. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, this is... I made the joke about, like, top ten anime betrayals, but, like, that's literally what this is. It is a betrayal. Mm -hmm. And Wirt feels like he's been betrayed, which just, justicely, justifyingly so. (laughs) League, Justice League. (laughs) Justice League. No, Wirt feels as if this is a betrayal, which he is very justified in doing so, but also, like, Beatrice ends the episode with genuine remorse Mm -hmm. because she's she's grown a bond with Mm -hmm. the two. Mm -hmm.
0: And we have to talk about... The most iconic part of this episode, which is Adelaide of the Pastor herself, voiced by the extremely talented and hilarious John Cleese.
1: Yes, who also voiced Quincy Endicott in the last episode.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. Super funny. Um... So I am obsessed with Adelaide's character. Just, you know, as we move through the series, we find out even more about, like, who she's connected to and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I think other people continue to talk about her mm-hmm. in this. So she's very famous in The Unknown. Yes. Um, but what I love so much about this character is kind of her costuming mm-hmm. um, and how she's this very, like, 19th century um, built for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh representation of a witch. Yes. Right?
1: So she's very, very Salem-esque.
0: Exactly. Yeah. She's so she's very spidery, right? In the way that she like moves. She even has like the hourglass on her mm-hmm. costume, right? Which is like a black widow. Um, but she also yeah
1: that's right I didn't notice that right that makes so much sense
0: Um, I also would recommend I mean for all of these characters it's fun to look back and look at early concept art which of Mm -hmm. course we can't represent in this podcast because it's just our voices right Um.
1: (laughs) there's a YouTube video that focuses a lot on the over garden wall over Mm -hmm. the garden wall costumes Mm -hmm. um I don't remember who it's by off the top Nina of my
0: head. Lee. There we
1: go. Yes. yes. Go look at that. It's yes. very, very interesting. Yeah,
0: she's fantastic. Um, but also Adelaide's, like, health, right? And um, the fact that she has a cold, right? Mm-hmm. And she's afraid of the open air, again, is something that was so... 19th century, people thought, like, night air was going to get them sick. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: See, I didn't even know that. Like, I was just, I kind of was just like, oh, witch, night air, kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, Wizard of Oz, like, right. oh, water, melting. Right. I kind of connected those two. I didn't know that was a real thing. Totally. Like, totally. in the past where that was a idea people mm-hmm, thought. I, mm-hmm. So interesting.
0: Bonkers. Um. I mean, yeah, it just shows, an, I don't know, we, I talked about this in the Tavern episode too and now I'm rambling, but- that (laughs)
1: No, you're totally okay.
0: (laughs) Um, But, like, it just shows how amazing the creators of the show do it, balancing, like, two different worlds, right? Like, the frogs on the ferry are dressed in very, like, late 1910s and, like, 1920. Like, I think there's one frog wearing, like, a flapper dress, Mm -hmm. along with this, again, like, 19th century-ish idea of what a witch is. Mm -hmm. And I love it!
1: She also... um has one brief line where she says that the beast, like, commands her or, like, her every move or something. Mm-hmm. So we know that, like, she is a servant of the beast, mm-hmm. but we never really find out how. I mean, I she is. I think that's is, so interesting. I know,
0: I know. Well, Tyler, I want to know, of all of the characters that are in this episode, and there are a lot, mm-hmm. who is your favorite?
1: My favorite character this episode was Wirt. Say more. Yeah. um, I just love him. I think he's fun. Um, I love how we have seen him like slowly grow into himself and like slowly start to build some confidence. And like even now, he's still kind of like, oh, no one wants to hear my bassooning, but Mm -hmm. like he's still able to do it. And then like after he gets like cut off, he like picks it back up and starts playing again. And I kind of love that. Um, Mm hmm. I think this also draws the relations to other things we've seen of him in the past. Like, just like in Schooltown Follies, um, he doesn't take any of Beatrice's crap. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in this episode, like, it has to do a lot with that betrayal, and it's very sad. Mm. So, Mm. I just very much enjoyed him this episode. Who was your favorite character? I think I might have an idea of who, but I still want to (laughs) hear.
0: Well, it is uh, the lady who betrayed herself. It's Beatrice.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Adelaide. I know. I know. I
0: hyped her up a lot. But I think the reason why Beatrice is my favorite character in this episode is because she drives, I think, what makes this episode so dimensional, right? Mm -hmm. I know I have talked crap about Beatrice in the past, Mm -hmm. um, but I think she becomes a really interesting character, specifically in this episode, and we see that continue to grow in other episodes. Um, Again, she's becoming less selfish, uh, even though she is still a sad little bird in this episode. She's kind of moping for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we see her kind of step into being... More heroic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that.
1: Interesting. I kind of love that. I think that's a great way of looking at things. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so now on to ratings. hmm hmm um, Tell I want, me what you think. I want you to brace yourself for this. I gave this episode a five. What? Yeah. Why? I just, I feel like I'm just kind of sitting through this episode. I'm not really, like, enjoying it. I'm not, like, ah hating it ah. um, I'm just like okay, this is what needs to happen in order to progress the story
0: Well yeah and, uh,
1: yeah but like it's not I, it's not it doesn't feel like it's bringing me joy or it's like entertaining me. it's kind of just like okay that that happened That was a thing I experienced.
0: Oh so you don't think frogs wearing clothes is fun. No. Oh
1: my god. Literally the frogs make me so uncomfortable and like.
0: Oh you didn't like I the part don't... where they drop all the t-
1: No! T- I <laughs> hate that! Oh my god that's literally in my notes like there are some funny parts but like the tadpoles make me so uncomfortable and then like they slip on one of them. I'm like sir <laughs> you are stepping on a child Oh! Not even <laughs> It not even. freaks me out. I hate it. And like I'm not like super Super squirmy when it comes to frogs. If I see a frog like in the wild, <laughs> in, oh, I like, see real life or something. I'm not gonna be like ew and like jump away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't. Like I'll probably just walk past it, not mm-hmm. even notice. I'm not squirmy with frogs, but for some reason, like this whole interaction with them, in this episode was just really, really weird mm-hmm. and like. I did think that there were some funny moments in this episode, and some fun moments, and some very, like, impactful ones, but none of them really made an impact on me. All right. Sorry. Okay, what did you give this episode?
0: Well, I gave it a 9 out of 10.
1: Okay, very interesting.
0: I will start first and foremost by saying that this is a sentimental episode to me because fans of the Avatar podcast will know this person— Serena, Mm -hmm. who is currently my roommate and, of course, a very dear friend of me and Tyler, gave me a pair of embroidery scissors that look like the bird scissors that Adelaide has. Over the garden
1: wall? Yes. Oh, my God.
0: I I love embroidering. Um, She gave them to me for my birthday last year. And I think it's really beautiful and symbolic in saying, like, I am in control of my own life and my own freedom. And anyway, so I have sentimentality attached to this episode. But even with that aside, I think this episode is really important in the broader part of Over the Garden Wall because we see the plot start to connect. We talked about this at the top of the episode, right? But it's less of just a silly exploration of, like, what this world is, even though things that happened in the previous episodes are important— Things start connecting, we see momentum build, Wurt is vulnerable, and he doesn't fall apart, and in fact ends up saving the day, Mm -hmm. right? Beatrice changes a lot, we see her come into herself. I also think that there are some fun and funny moments. Um, I love anything with witches, and also John Cleese, and having those two things together is amazing for me. And again, I am a person who is obsessed with fashion and the styling, like I said, of the late teens and very early 20s fashion on frogs is amazing to me.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: Thank you. And I think I, that
1: is very well-rounded and very well thought out.
0: Thank you so much. And I also appreciate that uh, you don't like uh, uh, the things that you don't like in this.
1: You know, Remember I— Remember
0: earlier when you said I was articulate?
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying— it's necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't vibe with me. Yeah, and, I hear like, that. It makes me feel unsettled.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, fair.
1: That is fair. Thank you. <laughs> that is fair. Thank yeah. you. Actually, yeah. Okay. I'm,
0: I'm leaving now.
1: <laughs> no. No, I think you are also very well rounded, very articulate <laughs> in why you enjoy this episode. You
0: think I'm articulate? Okay, anyway, I'm All right. done. <laughs> That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to producer and audio engineer Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonivent Productions, and A.A. Watermelons on Twitter, who made our cover art.
1: Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it.
0: Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is keyframereframe at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at keyframereframe.
1: I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and headwriter of this show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T Y L E R J O N, and the number seven.
0: I'm Emma Meyer, the co host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Emma Lee Meyer. That's E M M A. L-E-I-G-H-M-Y-H-R-E.
1: Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.